my uh, parents used to, you know, they would get upset with me because I'd be at like three in the morning throwing a ball against the wall, trying not to sleep. But uh, the reality was, is that like it just uh, immediately got dark and a lot of started seeing a lot of things that I'd never seen before. The, the same response they kept saying was, you know, it's your eyes playing tricks on you. And uh, my parents are both from Ireland, and I think like they come from a culture that's riddled with a lot of lore and, and ghost stories and that sort of thing. And uh, whether it's just them dismissing it because they know it's no good to tell a kid about this or, or whatever, I, I was, as a kid, I, I was kind of fucked up about it because it's like, well, my eyes are playing tricks on me, you know, I, so what does that mean? You know, like I can't trust what my eyes are pro- projecting, like I, I don't, I don't understand. The one that really kind of stood out was this one where I'd close my eyes and, and, and I'd fall asleep and it would, again, be kind of shocking imagery. And it's almost like sleep paralysis because you're not sure if you're waking up or not. And then I would like look at the end of my bed and there was a television that was just uh, sort of static, white noise, mute. Like there was no noise or anything like that. But, it, you know, you could you can almost hear it because of it, it was uh, projecting so vividly and so brightly. And there was a teddy bear just sitting at the end of the bed and he would turn around and just look at me, not in an intimidating way, but, you know, when that's not supposed to be there as a kid, you're, you're really fucked up about it. And it was one of those things where when I would snap out of it, I kept telling myself, I'm just going to jump out of this bed. I'm just going to jump out of this bed and run to my parents. But, you know, I, I almost did feel paralyzed. And when I did wake up out of it, it was, it was, I was aware I was waking up or somewhere in between. And I think that was, uh, uh, the beginning of how I was afraid to um, go to sleep and 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 uh, reconcile what was real and what wasn't. Growing up in a, a, like a household of immigrants, you know, you, you're trying to adjust to a culture around you, but also your parents don't really know what that culture is. So it's it's kind of uh, you feel out of sorts. I was also being brought back to Ireland quite a bit, and not having culture shock, but having a very different culture that I was told was my own. But when I would be living here, it was quite different. You know, growing up in the early aughts and stuff, uh, the, it was, it was definitely, you know, there was a certain politeness amongst Canadians. And I say politeness because we're always told we're nice, but really I don't think that we often have the same hospitality that um, other places do have that I'd gone and then the politics are often, you know, quite different. As, as a result, there's this sort of like neutral middle of the road situation, whereas in Ireland, it's, you know, very much kind of uh, there's a brain drain for sure. But there is a, a certain um, leftist quality uh, in terms of unification uh, if you're on the right side of things, of course. But that being said, I also grew up in Oakville in a working class family. So I also felt out of sorts because, you know, I had this father who's a plumber this mother who's a bookkeeper and we're they're kind of gambling on this this sort of house that they can use for purposes of getting ahead in life you know and but you know i'm around a, like a very uh, affluent area and i don't really get along with these a lot of these kids because a lot of them are, are coming from money and my parents are reminding me that you like you know you're like don't adapt to this attitude you're not like them and it's like well i immediately i don't feel like i'm going to mesh well So the significance of the television, the significance of like the the teddy bear, again, it is 
something that when you just say it out loud, it's silly, you know, but as a kid, those are two very comforting things. You know, you have the television, which is for kids a lot like a, a sense of joy. And then you have the, the, the teddy bear, which is a sense of comfort. I, I just know that seeing it was very jolting. Like it was one of those things where now I'm hesitant to go towards my television. Now I'm hesitant to reach for that teddy bear for comfort. And I'd also, I would say that because my parents weren't particularly knowing how to support me in this time, you know, it's one of those things where I can't go to them either. So it was this absolutely overwhelming sense of aloneness. I was young, young when my, I, I took the e-brake off the car. I was sitting, I was sitting in the back. I crawled in the front and I pulled out of the driveway. My grandma was hanging off the car. Uh, and it pulls into the road, turns fine, so we're good. But it was, you know, pretty dramatic for everyone. I then, uh, at another point, just slinky down the stairs, head, toe, head, toe. My dad comes by and just, like, catches me right before I, like, I crack my head on the tile. I I do actually remember putting my hand on the lawnmower heater. Like, when they were bare at the top, I just kind of just had it in me. I just needed to put my hand on that. Blisters, you know, like ER immediately. Uh Central vac, tied it around my waist, was about to bungee jump off of the, the staircase. It was just, there was something in me that was this, and today, I couldn't tell you why. I don't want to jump out of a plane. I have no interest in doing that. I I don't have any interest in, in, in much uh, thrill-seeking. Maybe I got it out of the way when I was a kid. But uh, I will say that my parents were very hard on me uh, as a result of my stupidity. I did know that all of my friends, like, uh, had much more freedom than I did growing up as a result. And there was, there, I think there was a resentment there for sure. As an adult, I, I can't go somewhere without making friends. And it's oftentimes unintentional. When I was younger, uh, that was difficult for me. That was, uh, there was a certain introvertedness at a young age, a certain clinging to artifacts for comfort and, and such. But, uh, with, seeing friends or, or peers or whatever, because I didn't feel like I had too many friends, just be able to do whatever they wanted. Uh, and like going to also I had a babysitter, which like they had a kid and we got along. But like at school, like uh, he had like a different group of friends and I wasn't really involved. So I think there was, again, that sort of resentment of, you know, um, I'm I'm different. I'm I'm the problem, you know, but really now as an adult, I'm like, look back, I'm like, oh, no, it's fucking Oakville. That place sucks. Uh, I wasn't even in like one of the rich schools and those kids are like, you know, a product of all their parents. Like it's just, I could not talk enough shit about that place, you know? I don't know what the answer is, but don't tell your kids their eyes are playing tricks on them. The last thing that they should be doubting is them is what they're seeing themselves, right? Because I would say that, I don't think it set me back, but it definitely uh, prevented me from, you know, maybe taking that next step in life maybe get them to write it down and then you know that and then you say that's not real life that's something like that's fuel or something and you know it, it's it's probably good for every kid to start practice writing at a younger age anyway you know and they can differentiate what's real and what's not real Dream Logic is produced by me, Elias Campbell. Original score in this episode by Matt Campbell. Sound mixing by Sarah Bassiano. 
Our theme music is by Sean Sutherland, cover art by Stephen McLaughlin. Special thanks to our guest this week, James. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DreamLogicShow. If you have a dream you want to share, email us at dreamlogicpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share the show with a friend. Thanks for listening.